Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to another mini-sode of History of the MCU, the podcast that covers anything and everything MCU-related. I am one of your hosts, Jake, but you probably know me as Lord Anarchy or Lord of Thunder. And I am the migrated madwoman, the blood boiler, the dragon of purgatory chasm, breaker of skulls, sucker of souls, mother of demons, queen of the seven hells, Jenny, motherfucking. And before we get into anything else, I just want to thank Joe of Lich King for the intro guitar. He ripped that. Thank you to him. Let's plug Lich King Metal. You can find them on all platforms. They're fucking awesome. Dope-ass thrash. They're amazing. I love him. Joe's a god. Thank you. What a good guy. But yeah, so we're back for another mini-sode. So like I said last time on the first one, these will be just like some little like news discussion. And this week we're going to have like a little light theory discussion. So let's just go ahead and jump on into it. We're going to start with WandaVision. So spoiler alert, just in case you're somebody who's waiting to watch yeah, WandaVision and thus waiting to listen to the WandaVision episodes of the podcast, you might want to skip over a couple minutes because... There might be some spoilers just because if we mention the show by default. I keep forgetting that there are people who aren't watching it right now because like I've like every episode like five or six times at this point. So that's just like yeah. mind blowing to me. But yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen the episode, go ahead and skip ahead. Everything else that we do will be about future projects. But we're going to talk a little bit about WandaVision right now. So I tweeted this earlier I th- wait, I think I tweeted it yesterday. Time isn't real. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't exist. It's a construct that men made and everything that we do is super flawed. So, Doctor Strange, I feel you, bro. But yeah, I tweeted. So I think that Evan Peters is going to play Mephisto and that he's going to show up for like one, probably two episodes and then will make appearances. I've heard he's going to be in Loki, which wouldn't surprise me since that's going to do time travel and probably alternate dimensions and Earth. Spider-Man 3, which is obviously dealing with the multiverse. I've seen the idea of the One More Day storyline from the comics floated, and that's where I think May dies. And Peter makes a deal with Mephisto that like changes the entire timeline. We'll see. That could be something that happens maybe towards the end of the movie and kind of sets up some potential for Tom Holland appearing in the Sony Spider-Man universe. And then I would imagine that that Mephisto would also show up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So I really want Evan Peters to stick around for a little while. We've talked before about him potentially being Speed, which I still, th- still think is like a really cool meta idea. And I w- I'm not opposed to that at all. But also his version of Quicksilver. But I think if he did that, it's probably just in WandaVision and that's it. And I would really love for Evan Peters to stay in the MCU. So Me too. That's whatever role he's in. I just hope he's sticking around. Obviously, yeah. I love I mean, to if- see him as a villain because he's fun and he does a really great job. But I don't give a shit. I just want to see more Evan Peters. I love him. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm the exact same way. So like, I'm just going to say that he's going to be Mephisto, but if he ends up being literally anything, long as there's longevity there, I literally don't. Are we about to get the Halloween episode now? Yes. I think that's next episode, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. So maybe we'll have some answers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe as I stroke my non-existent long beard. I stroke my one very long (laughs) chin hair. So then we got Elizabeth Olsen has recently come out in some of the interviews that she's been doing and said that we're going to get a Luke Skywalker type appearance in WandaVision. And I'm like super excited for this. But I also think that us, especially in the fandom, are kind of making a bigger deal of this than needs to be because we're going like super deep and crazy or a lot of people are into what the potential options are. But like Doctor Strange, Ultron or Pietro, if it's 
uh, Aaron Johnson Taylor showing up, those would all be like Luke Luke Skywalker level reveals to like a regular audience. So I really think it's probably going to be one of those three. I've seen a lot of people talking about Magneto possibly showing up. And I personally don't think we're going to get the X-Men this early, but I know you're like kind of fond of that. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you that it might be kind of early. However, I just, I think Magneto would be super, super dope. But again, as I mentioned earlier, I think I'm just looking forward to potentially seeing Fassbender again. And I think Wolverine could be a level of Luke Skywalker for a so, fandom. That's like, I'm trying to think who carries that kind of weight. And honestly, I think outside of people we've already been playing with in the MCU that we haven't missed for a long time, like yep. I think the X-Men hit that level with a lot of fans. Yep. And I don't think the X-Men have gotten to eat in a long time. Yep. And it might be time to feed them a little bit, even if X-Men doesn't crop up till way down the line. It might be time to give them a little something, something. Yeah, I quoted one of the tweets that was talking about the the Olsen comment that she made. And I said that it's probably going to be one of the three that I just named, Ultron Strange or, or Pietro. But I also said, like, yo, what if it's Deadpool? And I think that would be really cool. And I think that would be on a level like that. You know, I'm hoping for that. Super, super, super duper would love it, but also episodes. How excited I'd be to see him! But also, I feel like Deadpool doesn't fit the tone of this show at all. Whereas, if we were going to get somebody from the X Men universe, something like Magneto or one of the other X Men showing up, even if it's just some small cameo kind of thing, I think would make more sense than Deadpool showing up. But I really, 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 really want Deadpool to show up soon. Like I've said before, I really want him to be the new Stan Lee cameo. I agree. I think Ryan Reynolds has pitched this to Kevin Feige, and I don't think that Marvel Studios is super thrilled about it. I think they kind of have an idea about what they're going to do with some Stan Lee stuff. But I'm also curious to see if we're going to get any Stan Lee references in WandaVision and if we should be looking for those moving forward. So... That's something we'll definitely have to keep an eye out for, but I'm I'm really ready for Ryan Reynolds to make his entrance at the MCU. There's also a new theory that suggests Isaiah Knott might be playing Hulkling or could potentially be the missing witness that Jimmy Woo is looking for or potentially both. He's an actor and he had posted some stuff on his Instagram about filming for WandaVision and had actually posted... A picture like a selfie of himself probably it looked like he was on set and he was still like in character it looks like he's gonna be in the 80s episode so people think he's probably gonna be in the next episode and i think last year sometime illuminati ran a rumor that said hulkling was probably gonna show up in wandavision and then with the ties between hulkling and wiccan it really seems likely that it would make sense for hulkling to make his first appearance here in wandavision so with the that rumor floating around and this Isaiah not actor being in an undisclosed role. A lot of people have kind of put those pieces together and think that Hulkling might be making an appearance here soon in WandaVision. That's pretty cool. I don't really know anything about Hulkling. I see your notes here. That's super interesting, but that would be super cool. That's a character I look forward to exploring if that's the case. And so he's one of the young Avengers. And even if he's in WandaVision, there's a good chance that like him and Billy don't even meet. At this point, but Hulkling is the offspring of Marvel, who in the MCU they gender bended and made a woman, but in the comics, the dude. He gets kidnapped by the Skrulls in the Kree Skull War and ends up having a baby with Princess Anel, who's a Skrull princess. And 
that halfling becomes Hulkling. And so he's marked for death by, I think, both the Kree and the Skrulls. So his chambermaid whisks him off and then raises him on Earth as Teddy Altman. Him and Wiccan have a relationship in the comics, and it's one of the most prominent uh, LGBT relationships in the comics. So I really think we'll get that on screen here soon. Dope. Yeah, and so I think this may be laying, even if we don't get like a full-on Hulkling reveal, this very well could be laying the foundation for that and having them meet up when we get to the Young Avengers here probably sometime in 2022. Right. That's super cool. Yeah. So the next piece we got here is uh, Coogler signed a five-year exclusive deal with Disney for TV shows, so yes. he'll be making stuff for Disney+. Plus. So we're definitely for sure getting a Wakanda series that I think will probably... It's <laughs> it'll probably be set after Black Panther 2 because I think Black Panther, obviously, with them not recasting Chadwick in this, I do think they may recast him in three, which is something that we'll talk about in the future. I don't particularly really want to talk about that right now. But I definitely think the Wakanda show will kind of be an extension of Black Panther 2 that's going to explore like more of the cast rather than be focused on T'Challa since he's not going to be in Black Panther 2. I have some theories about that, but we'll save those for another day. So that'll really explore like the the Wakandan culture and probably some of the underside, some of the the rivalries between the tribes and stuff. So I'm really excited for that. And then with signing a five year deal, there's potential for him to probably do at least another or two more Wakanda shows that'll be on Disney Plus. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets pulled over into the Star Wars universe as well at some point. Sick. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of fun. I think him signing this deal gives us potential for Killmonger's return, maybe in Black Panther 2 or one of these TV shows. I mean, you and I have had this conversation before, and I don't care how you do it, bring Killmonger back. Yeah, don't give a shit. I, I don't I don't care what don't I don't care about the reasoning. I don't care how stupid it is. And to be honest, I think it would be really cool if T'Challa saved him against his wishes and Killmonger has to grapple with that and kinda has a rebirth or something and realizes that his ideology was kind of right, and you can make the case for black people being equals without trying to enslave the rest of the world. <laughs> so I think there are some cool narrative things that you could do with him potentially being saved by T'Challa. If he's resurrected with some kind of new Wakandan technology, if another villain resurrects him for purposes, I don't care what the reason is, bring Killmonger back mm -hmm. and give him a TV show. We got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, and it does... I don't really want to talk about it. About, oh, yeah. I understand y'all New Englanders are not I don't really want to talk about boy, it. Your boy in a different uniform. And Gronk down don't there, too. And it. Brady. Don't Man. say their name. Oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do if he, win, if he wins another ring and it's not with y'all? Man, I low-key... I really want Pat to win because I, I love Patrick Mahomes. But, like, yo, I, I, I would I would love for y'all New England... New Englanders to have to suffer through Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. I mean, Bowl a lot of people team. are still Tom Brady fans and still Gronk My fans. brother got a... I, my brother got a... Uh, a Tom Brady. He was going to get the jersey, but then he said it was too expensive, so he got the Tom Brady t-shirt. <laughs> I'm a woman scorned. I, I mean, I completely understand. Yeah, I, I, get it. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't even watch football this year. I, I feel like I, you can get a hold of me on Sundays because Sundays were Sundays for football, yep. get fucked. Exact. And now, like, yep. I was just like, who the what? Like, I don't even know. I had to take a break. I, like, feel so I miss, hurt and so betrayed. The fact that they clearly planned that for years. Like, I totally understand Brady needing to leave. He has been underpaid vastly for years, and he took yep. it 
because Giselle made a shit ton of money. He didn't need it. And he was fucking hitting the, he was getting the glory. And I think in the end of his career, he wanted to just get the fucking money for a couple of years, make like an all-star team, prove he could get a couple more rings on his own on another team, no income tax in no Florida. No income tax in Florida. Yeah. You know what bank, I'm saying? So like that I, high yo, salary I get it. for a couple of years. Like I here, it, the taxes up here are fucking crazy. So he yeah. probably, you know, I don't blame him for any of it. Mm. it I, but I mean, I so get it. It, it was two decades. When it, it was happened, years. the thing that really fucked it up for me was Gronk coming out of retirement <laughs> to go play in Tampa because you know that Tom said, fucking go heal for a couple years. I'm going to leave this team and I'm going to take you wherever the fuck I'm going. Go get ready. And also, Gronk doesn't strike me as one who really wants to fall in line with the Patriot way that they have up there. You know, he's no, a I think it was hard for him. fun loving dude. Yeah. And I mean, he really did. He was banged up. He played with all kind of injuries. He was super banged up. And like, so yeah. I didn't blame him when he retired, but oh my God, I had mm-hmm. to work during the last Super Bowl. They played together as Patriots and I cried for three fucking days leading up to my shift. Jake, three days I cried. <gasps> oh my God. I'm so sorry. Bitter, bitter tears. <sighs> well, I mean, yo, I, I'm over it now, but oh yeah, I thought I was going to a Super Bowl parade too. And then, you know, 28-3 fucking happened. Hey. That's why that's why I really want Tom Brady to win on a different team. Yeah, I mean our dynasty's over, so I mean I got if Belichick stays around, I think he'll put some things back together. I, I have faith years, in Belichick. I do. I just think I, mean, I think it'll be a minute until we see the seasons like we had. I think we'll do better next year than we did this year. <laughs> but exactly and I also thing. don't think this year was a total bust or a total wash. I mean, we saw some good stuff. Cam got COVID. That fucked everything up. That fucks you up, dude. Yeah. We're, it's a hard thing to do. We lost a lot though. of people who bowed out for their families nothing but respect families, for yep, the people who yep. chose to do that like i would have done the same yep. fucking thing so 100 i get I completely it get I anybody get it. that did that yeah but it sucked but yeah so disney's gonna have apparently two to four super bowl spots but i've heard that one of them is a hulu spot and if there's two to four that means that they may potentially only have one other commercial I think there's probably the biggest potential for us to get something else or something new for Black Widow. And we think that's supposed to be coming out in May. And we haven't had any marketing stuff for Black Widows in literally almost a year at this point. So I definitely think we could get something for Black Widow. I also think the biggest potential is probably for something like the um, <gasps> they had a, a big game spot last year during the national championship that had. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and WandaVision stuff on it. So I think that's probably something we'll get during the Super Bowl if we get anything. Yeah, that makes sense to me because I gasped because what if this is the first thing we see for the Eternals? Because the Super I Bowl would be they, a sick time to drop that, even if it is in a compilation. It, I, my guess is that I wouldn't be surprised if instead of them doing a Disney Plus one like they did for the National Championship last year, they do one for Marvel Studios and it shows stuff from the new shows coming up and then they do show something from Spider-Man. Well, no, Spider-Man wouldn't be in it because Sony would have to do it on their own. Yeah. But I wouldn't but be surprised like if we do see something up from and Eternals. Maybe like a, a little trailer or like a yeah. maybe just but a I part w- of a little teaser as part of a whole list of a host of things. But it would be cool to see the first marketing. I just haven't I'm not getting myself hyped for Eternals because it's still not coming till November and they don't really start pushing marketing until like six at the very earliest, seven months out. So we still probably have until April or May before we really see anything for Eternals. 
So I would love a first look, even if it's just like some glimpses of like the Celestials on screen or like yeah. some of the Eternals flying around. I would love anything that they're willing to give us, yeah. but I'm not getting my hopes up for that because uh, Eternals is my most anticipated project and has been for over a year. And I just really, really, really need to know what happens. And I want to first look so bad, but I can't get myself hyped for it because then I'll be disappointed. <laughs> and I hate disappointment. <laughs> So I definitely think we'll probably see something it, uh, definitely from Disney and maybe something from Marvel Studios in the Super Bowl. But I'm not overly enthusiastic about us getting a whole lot of stuff. But it really would be cool to get some first looks or some new looks at some of the new shows. Uh, first look at Eternals would really and Shang-Chi as well, too. That would be great to see something from that as well. We will see what we get during the Super Bowl. The next thing we got here is Don Cheetah was on the post credit podcast. And said himself that he's going to show up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I really don't think that he was supposed to say that. But he was also there when Mark Ruffalo actually actually spoiled Infinity War in like 2018. He said everybody was going to die at the end. But it was on Good Morning America and they kind of played it off. And no one really ran with it until we saw Infinity War. And then we went back and watched that interview. And yeah, Mark Ruffalo has spoiled a whole bunch of shit. A whole bunch of shit for the MCU. So he and Tom Holland just cannot be trusted. I can see that though. Honestly, that's the energy I get is they're just so goddamn awesome. Chaotic good, but definitely chaotic because they just they don't mean to it's it's completely unintentional but yeah they definitely just be spilling all the beans so i think that that his appearance in the falcon and winter soldier i think it'll definitely be more than a cameo i don't know if he'll be on there for multiple episodes since the episodes are going to be between 50 and 60 minutes but i definitely think that this will be laying the foundation for armor wars which is going to be his show that comes out probably there's potential for it to come out sometime in 2022, but it might be 2023. I don't really know with those, with this or Ironheart. And since they've already cast Riri Williams in the MCU, uh, Dominique Thorne is the actress. Since they've already cast her, there's potential for her to show up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier too, laying the foundation for her eventually creating her own Iron Man armor. And I'm really curious if they're going to go with the uh, Tony AI in the MCU. That's something that she's trained by an AI version of Tony in the comics. And so I think that'd be something that'd be really cool to see in the MCU. And it's something that you could do for real cheap because Paul Bettany for Iron Man for the first movie literally did two hours worth of work. Instead of having Tony be like a full on AI where you see his body and stuff, you just make him like another Jarvis and it's just Robert Downey Jr.'s voice that would come out. So I definitely think there's potential for that. There's obviously no guarantees that's going to happen. Robert Downey Jr. seems kind of content to have moved on and, and work with Marvel Studios behind the scenes and then work on other projects that he wants to do. But just voice work is definitely something that I think we could potentially see them do. So we got we took a couple of questions off Discord, and we only put two or three of them into this little mini-sode, but they just kind of fell into the topics we were talking about. So one of the questions we got was, how perfect is Darcy Lewis, and which other small characters from the MCU past would you like to see come back around? So I kind of want to take a minute to answer this and just say that, like, Disney Plus is pretty much, like, the small character and side hero, like, expansion ground. What we're going to see from from Disney Plus is like we've seen with WandaVision, then with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, and then Armor Wars. All five of those shows are shows that are taking side characters that have never had their own movie and usually just show up in team up movies and giving them their own stuff and really diving into those characters and their backgrounds. 
So I think that's really exciting. And I think there's a lot of potential for the side heroes to get a little bit of shine, a la what we've seen with Wanda and Vision. They've got so many good actors and actresses in the MCU that some of them, especially like Bettany and Olsen, who have been kind of pushed to like, you know, honestly, just like side plots. It's really cool to get to see them shine. So like Don Cheadle getting a show. I really like Armor Wars. And I to me, a quest to answer that question, really, I would really like to see Pepper and Happy show up in Armor Wars, even if they're just like small cameos. But I've heard that Armor Wars is really going to deal with Tony Stark's death and how that impacted Rhodey and probably the other people close to Tony. So I wouldn't be surprised if they show up on that. Yeah. You know who I'd like to see more of? The fucking Grandmaster. Yes, 100%. I want, well... And aren't, we're probably supposed to, right? Him and the Collector are, in the comics at least, are brothers. called Elders of the Universe. Yes, and they're brothers. And so they're super duper old. They're like, in the comics, depending on where they show up, they have varying different powers. But I would really like to see the Collector and the Grandmaster just like riding around the cosmos, trying to get their lives back together Duncan after egg, the Grandmaster. With the yes. Grandmaster. Yes. <laughs> Yes, after the Grandmaster got ousted from Sakaar and the Collector's Museum got blown up and then as he was putting it back together, got attacked by Thanos. So they're both kind of in the shit. I would love to see. I would love, I would, you know, I would pay good money for that TV show. So that's something that I definitely, I think, especially with the success that we've seen with WandaVision, how it trends on social media like two or three times a week uh, coming up to the episodes even being on. And I think they're probably getting really good numbers and statistics on the Disney Plus side of things. You know, on the back end of stuff, they don't really talk about numbers to us as a public. But I think that WandaVision is probably doing really well. I think we're going to get a whole lot more Disney Plus stuff that will end up probably for the next like five or six years. We'll be in this position where we basically got a new Disney Plus MCU show coming out almost every week for damn near every week of the year. So there's all kind of potential with that. And then I think another thing that we're going to see with the Disney Plus shows, especially right now in phase four, they're going to begin to introduce other like superhero teams. Next uh, generation, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to see the Thunderbolts and the Young Avengers. I think that's what they're building to right now. So just a quick run through of the shows that we've got that are going to lead up to these two. We've got WandaVision. We're obviously, well, hopefully Billy and Tommy are sticking around, but we'll get Speed and Wiccan from that. I, I Like I said, I we talked about this last episode. I do think that they end up, even if they disappear at the end of the events of WandaVision, they do come back and they're in the MCU by the end of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But we will see how all of that plays out. But there's also the potential for Hulkling to come from WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This hasn't been talked about publicly a whole lot, but we're probably going to get Isaiah Bradley, who was like black Captain America. And that's going to be a big catalyst for Sam eventually taking the shield. But Isaiah Bradley has a grandson named Elijah Bradley, who becomes a patriot and is part of the Young Avengers. In the comics, he uses a compound to give himself superpowers. And that's a big narrative plot within the Young Avengers, some of their arcs. So I'm curious to see if they're actually going to give him powers or if he's going to be using some kind of synthetic stuff to give him powers. In Loki, uh, I've heard that Kid Loki might be in this, and he's a potential villain, but it could also work with the Young Avengers, a la Loki in the MCU. He's both been a villain and worked with the Avengers, or at least the Revengers. A la Wanda, There's a potential also. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also the potential for America Chavez, Miss America, to show up in Loki before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This has not been reported anywhere, but it would make sense if you're doing time jumping stuff and interdimensional stuff. Loki and Doctor Strange will probably have some links. Miss Marvel is going to introduce Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel... And then Hawkeye is going to introduce Kate Bishop um, as Hawkeye taking over for Clint, which I Yay. can't wait for. Yay! <laughs> Fuck Hawkeye! She-Hawk is going to bring back Emil Blonsky, The Abomination, and Samuel Stearns, the leader from The Incredible Hulk movie, way, way back in phase one. The one that a lot of people like to pretend isn't canon, but I'm going to keep talking about this. The Incredible Hulk movie is going to have a big impact on phase four. They're going to be a big core of the Thunderbolts, and Betty Ross is coming back. I guarantee it. So we can actually get Bruce with somebody instead of that bullshit. An abomination. <laughs> instead of that abomination we got with Nat and Bruce. I hated that fucking Oh, well, game. that, but also the villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. he And yeah, yeah. So so they're definitely going to show up in She-Hulk. And then in Armor Wars. I that for both and, of them, honestly, yeah. for Nat and Bruce. But but actually, one of our friends on, on Twitter pointed out that even though I hate that pairing, we did get some great scenes from that. So sure. I'm glad that they tried to pair them and it fucking sucked and we got that comedic relief because of it. So I guess there always is a silver lining and that's the silver lining with Nat and Bruce because that was – I fucking hate Joss Whedon. <laughs> they really tried. They really tried it. She was hot with Captain America. Yes. Oh. Yo, I, t- I was tweeting about – I watched Winter Soldier the other night. I was tweeting about that. Yo, in my in my head canon, they were fucking the entire time they were on the run between Civil War and Infinity War, and no one will ever change my mind. Ever. Yep. That was them the entire time. Fucking getting it in. Sam over in the corner like a third wheel, like, yo, could y'all shut the fuck up? I'm not trying to hear this shit. No, Sam was jerking off using his tears as lube. <laughs> oh my god. He's using super soldier serum as lube. Whoa. Oh my He's god. got a super soldier dick. <laughs> God, I'm done with you. I am done with you. Podcast finished. As they say over on Girls Gone Canon, Jenny, you're fucking fired. <laughs> Chloe and Eliana will get that one. but And if you listen to Girls Gone Canon, you'll get it. I'm in dick jail. Last week it was Vision, and now it's and now it's Sam. So you just over here king dingling and shit. I'm going to write a song called Super Soldier Dick. Oh, my God. For your band Pussy Whipped, is that the name correct? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking love you <laughs> oh well there's another one called dune hunter and we're actually recording an album this year so check them out dune hunter fucking dope synth wave dream pop really tight links shameless plug on twitter blank, 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 blank. go check it out we're gonna bang, our bang. single and our video is coming out soon so oh bet that's what y'all were talking about that's what y'all were talking about the other day word word and then, so yeah, then Armor Wars and Ironheart will also introduce Riri, even though there is a potential for her to show up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier too. But we're on the way to having like a whole young Avengers squad. And this isn't even getting into the movies. That's something we'll say for another day. But there's a bunch of young Avengers and Thunderbolts that are going to show up in a bunch of the Phase 4 movies coming up too. So the last thing we're going to talk about here is those Thor set photos that came out. So I guess this is another one. If you don't do spoilers at all, like, yo, go ahead and just end the episode right here because we're going to talk about Thor's new look. And goddamn. Those pythons. Ooh, buddy. Oh, my God. His back. Oh, my God. Bring me Ooh. the storm, sir. The red vest. 
Oh, my oh God. the red vest. I couldn't even deal. I couldn't even deal. The long, the long hair is back. Oh, the long hair skinny. with the sexy boho braid. That's my boy. Oh, oh and we got skinny Thor back. You know oh, I love a man with I, long, yo, beautiful look, hair. You know I love. I love beautiful yeah. hair, Jay. We and we know we all know that I love long hair too. Mm-hmm. That is a given. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I loved, I loved Thor or Bro Thor, Dad Body Thor, whatever you want to call him from Endgame. I really enjoyed that I arc. Loved every version. Yes, but I also think that that him being skinny again takes nothing away from that because there's a good chance that the events of I fucking just blanked on the name Love of and Thor: Thunder. Love and Thunder take place like possibly like two years after the events of Endgame. Yeah, so he's hopefully processed and worked on some of his depression and he's surrounded by his new friends and doing cool stuff. So this was another another question that we got. Um, kind of talk about the clash in the worlds in Love and Thunder and how you think it'll come together with the Guardians of the Galaxy so heavily involved in this next Thor movie. I really think that the movie's going to open with Gore the God Butcher killing an alternate version of Thor. Do you think it'll be set a- to Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> It's hip to be square. Uh, Get a little Patrick Bateman in this bitch. I wouldn't. I mean, you know, you know, Watiti gonna go ahead and hit us with some crazy ass music. But I wouldn't be surprised if the movie like literally opens up with a version of Thor dying, and then that he'll he'll be a version of Thor that has Mjolnir, and that leads into another one of my theories that I'll talk about on another day. Then then we get the Marvel intro, and then Gore will probably end up on main MCU or Earth and attacks New Asgard, and then. Thor will find out about that. The Guardians will drop him back off on Earth. And then they'll show back up towards the end of the movie to help fight the bad guy. There is also the potential, though, that they could do... They, Feige has stated recently that that the movies are all going to be kind of like Avenger-level events at this point. So there's going to be crossovers of teams and multiple characters and people coming from the Disney Plus shows into the movies... So there's going to be multiple characters and heroes in every movie. So there's a lot of potential. A casual fan is probably going to have a hard time keeping up with plot, which I mean, they would anyway, but especially then. That's one of those good things when you've you've got a podcast, you could follow like History of the MCU that tells you all the stuff that you missed. Yeah, that's why. Shameless plug on our own podcast. Stay tuned for our rewatches because they're coming. Oh, yeah. Iron Man will be here. Probably before this month is over. I'm working on the script now. So those and well, actually, the first episode for Iron Man will be here because we're probably going to break the movies into like 45 minute chunks and do them like we do the WandaVision episodes. Yeah, really pick them apart. Really and, nuzzle and every ball hair. Really get in there deep. Oh, my God. You and fucking dicks and balls and shit. If you follow me on Twitter on the Lord of Thunder account. You've seen me post a whole bunch of deleted scenes from all the movies. I have all those, and that's something else that we'll be talking about as we go through the movies is kind of inserting those deleted scenes where they would have went in the movies and then discussing why they were deleted. Yeah, I'm excited to do that with you because I do not know about those, so that's going to be super I think that's going to be a a whole lot of fun, and so I'll make sure that we always, whenever we do those episodes, that we make sure that that I have moments together on Twitter, and we'll probably end up – I'm probably going to post all the – the deleted scenes on uh, Vimeo because, you know, YouTube got them crazy copyright joints and it's not as bad over there. So that people will be able to view them. A lot of them are available on Disney Plus now at this point, but there are some that they don't have on there. And we can probably do like a matching blog post, too, that compiles all the yeah. links for each episode. Yeah. You can yeah, like a show notes type of thing, but maybe a little yeah. bit, you know. More spicy. Um, if I put them on, well, if I put them on Vimeo, I can attach them to 
the blog posts themselves and the videos will actually show up in the blog post. You can just pull up the blog post and be able to pull up the scene as we talk about the different Embedding, stuff. Embedding, so wow. There's, there's definitely potential for them to do something along the lines of what we saw in Infinity War in a lot of the movies moving forward where you'll have like competing narrative threads that will end up tying together at the end of the movie. So I could see them doing something like that where the Guardians are more than cameos at the beginning of the end and they kind of cross over their story crosses over with Thor's. We'll see how that goes as we get more more set photos and and as plot details leak out. I think it'll be a little bit easier to kind of put that stuff together. But also from those photos, we got a new look at Star-Lord and it looks like they've taken inspiration from the legendary Star-Lord comic run. He's got the jacket, but it's also got like, it looks like it's got some armor pieces on there now. Nebula's got a new look. I enjoyed that. I'm excited. She's one that that always will obviously always look better in post-production because a lot of what, I mean, she does get full makeup and is Nebula on set, but a lot of the little details are added in post-production. And then Kraglin's got the little, a small fin like Yondu had in the first movie rather than the big one that he had in the, in the second one. So... I'm really excited to see that. And then, like I said, this is probably shit. This movie is going to be like shit. Ten years after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in universe. Volume 2 was in 2014 and we're at like 2023 in like the current timeline for for the MCU. And then, like I said, Thor will probably take place like a year and a half, two years after the events of Endgame. So it's going to be a minute since we've seen... I mean, there was a four-year gap between Infinity War and Volume 2 where we didn't see the Guardians, but I think we'll get a lot of what happened there in the I Am Groot show. And then I'm really curious to see... That's a thing. Yeah. And then I'm really curious to see what the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special is going to be. Like, if it's going to be, like, some, like, real, like, sticky, like, where it's, like, kind of, like, fourth wall breaking where they're doing, like, a Christmas thing and they know, like, they're being watched or if it's going to be, like a 45 minutes guardian of the galaxy like mini movie and it's like centered around christmas or something so yeah there are a lot of really cool options with that you were talking about side characters i have a soft spot for rocket yeah um i have my idea for a disney plus show before we got the announcement for the i am groot Groot was for them to uh, for for them to do like um rocket raccoon and Groot, but do it um God damn it. Uh, Pawn Stars. What's that show called? Is that it? Yeah, it's called And so they're just Stars. going, they just go around the That's galaxy and collect hilarious. shit. Yes. 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 They try to like, yes. It. Yes. That would be hysterical. That's fun. It's almost like a little scavenger yeah. hunt. Yes. And so, I mean, like, even, even that you could do a season where, like, yo, they're going to get a bunch of different things. And cause I mean, there, there's a four year gap between the end of volume two and Infinity War and then, you know, there's a five-year gap where Rocket and Nebula were still alive. I'm curious to see what they were doing in the cosmos for five years. And then, like I said, there will probably be like a two-year gap or so between Endgame and uh, the beginning of Love and Thunder. So there's a lot of gaps for you to tell Guardian of the Galaxy stories. And I think, you know, prior to James Gunn getting fired, what was it, two, three years ago at this point, whenever that happened? He was actually going to be in charge of the cosmic side of the MCU, kind of like in the way that Kevin Feige is for the entirety of the MCU. So he was going to expand the cosmic side of stuff. So I think that's something you may see him do moving forward once he gets done with volume three, because he said this is this is definitely the last movie with this Guardians team. There's potential for him to do movies in the future, but it wouldn't be with this same cast. 
But I also do think that there's potential for another director to tell stories in the gap years where we haven't seen the Guardians, but have James Gunn on as an executive producer to keep that same kind of tone amongst that team. So they got a lot that they can do with the Guardians in, in the time that we haven't seen them. But I'm really excited for them to be in Love and Thunder. And I really think that... You know when when James Gunn got fired, Watiti was one of the the big names to replace him Ooh. on Volume Three. Yeah, so it's really cool to see that he's getting to do Thor and then also getting to involve the Guardians in it as well too. Because I think that his that loud, vibrant, bright style that we got in Ragnarok really fits. You know, obviously what James Gunn has done with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. If James Gunn didn't come back, I think Watiti would have been a good replacement to step in because you've got those similar styles. So I'm really excited to see those two kind of mesh. I'm really excited to see Star-Lord and Thor talk shit to each other about who's in charge. I love the dynamic with the Guardians and Thor, so I'm super excited too. So I'm curious if we're going to see Gamora in this or not. She's the only Guardian that, as far as we know, is not down there in Sydney. But also if she does film for... Um, Love and Thunder, I really doubt that we see anything of Zoe Saladana on set. And I don't I, I don't think that we see Mighty Thor on set either. I think a lot of that, a lot of their stuff is going to be done in studio. I don't think that we're going to get the chance to, to get to get set photos of them. So Gamora could potentially be a surprise in Love and Thunder. And I think the first reveal of Mighty Thor will probably come in a trailer and we'll just be like brief glimpse. But I'm really, really excited. Oh, my God. That was OK. So I guess we can probably end on this one. This was from one of our friends in Discord, too, and asked if uh, if Jane is going to Jane in Love and Thunder, if she's going to be our Jane from the main MCU Earth or if she's going to be Jane from the multiverse. And when they were asking me these questions in Discord, I saw this question and I just like instantly started answering because I have a, I'm very passionate about this. If Jane is from the fucking multiverse, I hate Love and Thunder. It's a terrible movie. Fuck it. I love Watiti and he'll probably do great things with all, even if Jane is from the multiverse, he'd probably make it real fucking good. But if it's not Jane Foster from main MCU Earth, fuck that shit. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Grossly underutilize the whole absorbing the fucking ether. Reality stone, and then you don't have any powers. And then we that's how Wanda and Carol got her powers, but Jane didn't get no fucking powers. Cause you know Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct to direct that movie, and she wanted to do like a space opera uh, between with with Jane and Thor like flying around the universe fighting and shit. Yeah, yeah. And she would have had powers, but they was like, oh no, we're not trying to do that. And then we got fucking Dark World. Yikes. And then Dark World is one that that will actually probably just be like a two-parter when we get to that movie because I'm not like super thrilled about it. And we might even cut that down into one episode. <laughs> yeah, that might be painful. But there, the deleted ending for that is so much better than the shit we got. Dark World could have – Dark World has the the like skeleton to be a good movie. I feel like it had potential, but yeah. It did. It did. And so I'm really excited to see Jane get powers and it needs to be Jane from that. We know that, that we've seen in the past. I mean, we saw in the first two Thor movies and then she was in Endgame, which I was really surprised that Natalie Portman actually came back. But the only reason she came back, my is friend, I told my her, friend Flo fucking called that shit. Shout out to Eflo called that fucking shit before we saw her come back. Well, when I I saw I call, I said she was going to be an Endgame before it was called, so did but Flo. I didn't know that she was going to be back for Love and Thunder. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that they told her to get her back for Endgame. They told her what the plan was for Mighty Thor, and they were like, "Yo, we know we fucked you over in the past, 
But also that has a whole lot to do with Joseph Loeb and Ike Perlmutter, which one day when we actually do like the history, actual history of the MCU episode, we'll get into those two dick monkeys. Dick monkeys. I don't like them. Yeah. Fucking racist and misogynistic pieces of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that they were the shit. I always forget who the fucking awful ones are. Sorry. But dick monkeys is an amazing fucking word. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. They're why we didn't get Black Widow in Phase 2, Black Panther in Phase 2. Ike Perlmutter was the one that said it doesn't matter if you switch out Don Cheadle for Terrence Howder because all black people look the same. Joseph Loeb was in charge of the Netflix universe. And one of the things that a lot of people said was one of the pitfalls of Daredevil was that they didn't ever expand on uh, like the hand and the Asian characters, Madam Gao. Uh, Murakami, there's one or two other ones, but that's because Joseph Loeb said nobody cares about Asian side characters, so don't even worry about fleshing them out in the writer room. That's what he told the writers, yeah. That was back when Kevin Feige was still the president of Marvel Studios. He actually had a creative committee that he answered to, and so that's why we didn't get any of this diversity up until phase three, and that's why it came so late, because decisions that were made, you know, in 2010, 2012, had to be played out because these plans are made three to five years in advance. Yeah. And now the process is different or something. They've gotten rid of the people who are causing problems. Kevin Feige does whatever the fuck he wants at Marvel Studios now. He runs every, he's the creative, he's the creative director of Marvel now. So he doesn't answer to anyone anymore. I didn't know about the hierarchy. That's good. The creative committee ended. He was like um, the god, but I just, I didn't know yeah. straight up like org chart of it all. Yeah, but the creative the creative committee got dissolved after Ultron, and mm. so that's when you started to see some more diversity stuff start to come in. Yeah, we're definitely going to have more diversity moving forward, and it's something I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really upsetting that Jane didn't get powers in Dark World, so I'm really happy that they're going to rectify that now and that they got Natalie Portman to come back because I really did enjoy her as Jane Foster. So She's great. It's really exciting. I have a whole entire theory about how she ends up becoming Mighty Thor, but it it comes with like a big spoiler because this little birdie may have told me something. So I think that's something that we're going to say for a later date. (laughs) Unlimited power. (laughs) But yo, I think that uh, probably about wraps us up for another little mini. So I think this one ran a little bit longer than we meant to, but Jenny and I had fun talking this evening. So yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed the conversation, too. We will be back Monday or Tuesday with another episode covering the newest episode of WandaVision. Hopefully we are fucked up from it. I'm excited. Ooh, I'm uh, I'm worried. Man, shit about to get real hairy. Ooh, I'm, 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 I'm worried for my peoples, man. Wanda and Vision, shit is not good. I don't understand why... They released that uh, character poster of Darcy, and she's got on like the hydra, hydra attire in and one the of red the lipstick. Bitch. Hey yo, hey chill. Yo, Darcy better end up going into like into sitcom reality somehow, and that's how Wanda views her. Because if y'all have made Darcy Hydra, I'm coming. I'm fighting everybody at Marvel Studios. All right, well, we gonna leave y'all with that thought to mull over. Mm. Darcy being Hydra. Have fun thinking about that until we get the next episode yeah, on Friday. That shit. <laughs> But we'll catch y'all. We'll catch y'all when the new episode gets here. Appreciate everybody listening. So, uh, <laughs> bye. bye.